0: you are worthy and worthy to be praised you are high and exalted here at miracle temple deliverance ministry father we come to you god on one accord on tonight god to hear god what you have to say unto us with the help of the holy spirit father i thank you that i've been crucified with christ and it's no longer i that live but it's christ who lives in me in jesus name amen this seems so different I'm so used to looking at a few. Now we got the army back. Praise Jesus, the army is back in the house. Now we got some backup, y'all. But we always had backup. I want to say this. Um, Miracle Temple, you know that God loves y'all so much that God always tell y'all things before they happen, Right? He always make it known unto y'all before it happened because that's just how much God loves us. Do y'all remember how God was telling everybody that quit putting your trust in hand sanitizers and all of that because you don't know what's in the hand sanitizer. Next thing you know, they're going to say something wrong with the hand sanitizer. Well, the day has come. They're saying this hand sanitizer out there, and if you don't know the codes on them, I'll send them to you They say that they could literally kill you. This is what I want people to understand. When God sends a message through me or through someone else, do not take it lightly. Hear what God is saying. Don't just look at it like, oh, she's just using that as an illustration. Know when God is speaking and be ready to do what God is saying. When God is telling you we have to live by faith, that's what God is really saying, y'all. He's not just bringing these messages to you guys for you just to push them aside like you keep doing what you're doing. He's telling you these things to prepare you for what's yet to come. And if we don't take these things seriously, when all of these things are taken away, then you're going to be more afraid, you're going to be put more in a panic because of what you don't have no more. Whatever you depend on, that's what you're going to continually depend on. If you always depend on God, no matter what they take away, you won't go into a panic. You won't go into a fear because you have never depended on those things. You depend on God more. So Miracle Temple God is preparing you for yet for such a time to come. So do not, please do not take it lightly when he's speaking, whether he's sending it through me or someone else in the house, whether he's sending it through Judah. Don't take it lightly because if the person that is telling you this and it's God, it will manifest. It will come to pass. So don't take this stuff lightly because we're living in a time now, for real, y'all, we have to trust God above everything and above everybody. God have to be first and foremost. Do not take this stuff lightly. Get into your word. Spend time with God. So tonight, I'm glad that all you guys um, came because come because God has given me something, and it's going to be a few scriptures um, to encourage you because I know what I'm seeing, and I know other people are seeing it as well. But we want to make sure that we're on one accord. We've been teaching on 911. What's your emergency? Lost souls. It is a time now. Not waiting. God has been giving y'all this series for I don't know how long before COVID-19 came. We were talking about 911. What's your emergency lost souls? It's time now to get out of your comfort zone. You've been in Clem for a long time. You have been getting the word of God and some of you may have been at home in the word of God. It's time to get out there. And it's time to be disciples, not in here, but it's time to get out there and, and, and asking the Holy Spirit, help me as I go. No matter where I go, if there's a soul that's lost, if there's someone that don't know Jesus, unction me so I can minister to that person, even if I have to stand six feet apart with a mask on. Lord, help me. Help me, Holy Spirit, to let them know that they are in the need of a Savior. Y'all, this is a, a, a critical time now. And we have to make sure that we're doing what we're being taught. This is the purpose of us coming in Clem. This is the purpose of us coming in here on Sundays. It's not only about our home, y'all. It's about other people that don't know Jesus. It's about people that, you know, is depending more on the world and more on man than they're depending on God. At the end of the day, when man fail them, they have to know that there is a God. That there is Elohim, the Creator, that there is El Shaddai, All Sufficient, All might. They have to know these things. And if you're getting taught these things, you have to share it with them. So everybody go to the grocery stores, I'm sure. You go to the gas tank. You go somewhere. And there's somebody out there that do not know Jesus. So don't take this lightly, please. Please go out there and begin to minister about Jesus. And you can start a conversation. And it don't have to be, Thus says the Lord. You may say, oh, how's your day going today? And then it'll open up the conversation for that lost person. So don't take this lightly. So the last thing that I taught on was the obedience of God. The last time that we were together up in here, well, no, I was online, I believe. One or the other. Was it online? The weather was bad, wasn't it? Or it looked like it was bad, and then it wasn't. Anyway, obedience. I taught on the... um. Obedience. We taught on the commandments before and why we need the commands. And everybody know if we didn't have the commandments, if we didn't have the laws, this world would be in chaos. People would not know the difference between us and the world. But then we talked about being obedient and how it started out with Adam and Eve and how they disobeyed God. And that's how sin came into the world. But even though sin came into the world, God had some people that would be obedient to him outside of what the world was doing. And y'all, I get so excited about this because there is no excuse. Even when the world was in sin, there was so much wickedness on the earth, starting from Cain and how he killed his brother Abel, God still brought somebody in on the same that was righteous. He still had somebody in another generation that was righteous, that preached righteousness, which was Noah through Noah, and Noah preached righteousness. Then we go from Noah to Abraham. We go to people that still trusted God outside of what the world was doing. So there is no excuse because there's someone out there. If you're not doing it, God got a ram in the bush to help somebody wherever they are to bring forth what Jesus have already done on their behalf. So we were going over obedience unto God in the midst of a sinful world. And we can be obedient to God because we're trusting in God. We're relying on God. We know that God is the only way that can get us through what we're going through. So their obedience was not based on believing in themselves. It was based on believing in God. So all of them believed what God was telling um, them, you know, coming from his word. So if we look at God's word the way they looked at God's word, y'all, we're not going to miss anything. If we take the word for what it is, no matter what's going on in our lives, and we say, God, this is what you said. God, I'm going to stand on what you said. Yes, this is what it looked like in the natural, but this is what you're telling me to do. And we look at Noah. Look how Noah built an ark based on what God said. He didn't see no rain, but he believed God. He believed the word that God gave him, and God gave him step by step, to do what he told him to do. God is not going to give you the full um, message. He's going to give you part of it to see if you're going to start where he wants you to start. And then when you begin to start trusting God, then God will begin to open up more. Some of us are waiting on him just to put everything in our lap. No, he wants to see if you can trust him with what he's given you to do. But what God has laid on my heart tonight is the world loving its own. We want to talk about the world loving its own. And the reason why he laid this on my heart, I don't know about you, but I know when you preach the truth, you're going to be hated. Now, I want y'all to understand, you got to get over you. You got to get over how people perceive you, because it's not about you. It's about being obedient to God. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you were no longer your own. You belong to him. You gave up the life that you had for him and say, here I am, Lord. Whatever you would have me to do, this is what I'm going to do. So you got to get you out of the picture. This is why Paul, in order for him to do what he was doing, he had to recognize, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of him. He living off the faith of him who died for him, and he died for him because he loved him. So Paul says, it's no longer about me. So in order for us to fulfill this great commission, you got to get you out the way. You got to get, you know, how people f- perceive you out the way. When you're doing what God tells you to do, you'll be hated by your mate. You'll be hated by your children. You'll be hated by your earthly mother and father. You'll be hated by your co-workers. We got to understand if you're spending more time worrying about the people liking you, you are not where you need to be with God. So when God gave me this, God let me know. He said, we got a lot of people that's so interested in how people feel pleasing man rather than pleasing God. They'd rather be disobedient to God to keep these friends in the world. Y'all see what's going on. The world loves its own. Understand this. So if you're trying to get the world to love you, I'm going to tell you what the Bible says. The love of God ain't in you. It's not in you. When you're working harder to get that friend to like you, when you know they're wrong and they're not in alignment with what you believe, that means you love the world more than you love God. It's proven in the Bible. And we need to really stop and say, God, where am I with you? God, am I putting someone before you? When it comes to husband and, and wives relationship, if you're in a place, if the wife is in a place with the Lord and she's trusting God, that husband going to despise her. He's going to hate her because of the God that she's serving. He's going to always try to pull her away from God so she'll bow down to him, and as long as she's bowing down to him, he loves her. But when she stand up and tell him what's right, According to the word, he want her to get out of his face or he'll turn away from her. He'll shun her. He'll go court somebody else because the wife ain't lining up to his worldly way. You got to be able to stand regardless. I'm telling y'all, we are living in evil times now. It's going to come in your house like never before. You're going to find out whom you're really serving and and don't say, well, I'm single. Well, you're going to be beating yourself up too. You're gonna be fighting with you. Well, that's why I'm glad I ain't got no husband. You got you. So you don't have to have a man in the house to get the, beat yourself up, do you, Jennifer? Jennifer do it all the time, y'all don't know? <laughs> so you don't you don't you don't need that. So what God is trying to get across to everybody is leave you out of this equation. Leave you and I'm gonna prove it in the word. Let's go to John the fifteenth chapter. John, the 15th chapter, verse 17 through verse 25. I'm going to read out the Amplified, and I'm going to do line by line. John 15, verse 17 through 25. It says, verse 17, this is what I commanded you, that you love one another. Is that not awesome? He's talking to who? His followers. He wants us to love one another. He said, if the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. Now say it again. If the world hates you, know that it hated me before it hated you. These are unbelievers, y'all. These are people that have not accepted Jesus as their Lord. That's the world. And the Bible plainly tells you if the world hates you... Know that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world will treat you with affection and will love you as its own. Y'all get that? If you got people in your life that's loving you because you're acting like them, they're going to love you. They're going to give to you. They're going to show affection to you. But I double-dog dare you to stand up for what's right when they're wrong see where the love come in at this is how you find out where people are with you i have a small small circle it's so small you can't even see the circle you know why because i don't get involved with people because i'm not looking for people to do nothing for me i look to him who's the author and finisher of my faith and even if i have people in my circle i know how far to go because i don't want nobody depending on me I want them depending on God more than they depend depend on me. So if I feel somebody tugging at me, I have to direct them right back to the word of God and say, what did the word say? Get into the word. Why do I do that? Because I don't want dependency on me as a pastor. Now, I don't want you um, looking at me like I don't care. It's not that I don't care, but when I know where you are in him, I'm not going to have you leaning on me and waiting on me to give you an answer. When you got the same word I got and I'm giving you what you need. So the Bible says again, it says if the world, if you belong to the world, the world will treat you with affection and will love you as his own. But because you're not of the world, no longer one with it, but I have chosen, selected you out of the world. The world hates you, detests you. Did y'all hear that? If you got people that's in the world, that's not liking you, and you haven't done those people no wrong, you're minding your business, you're about your father's business, you ain't done nothing to hurt them, you ain't said nothing wrong, then you know why you hate it. But if you a big mouth, and you always bragging on Jesus, and always hating on everybody, And saying they hate me, they got a reason to. Because if you're living for him, you should know how to shut your mouth. You know how to study to be quiet. When you are right, you become wrong, even though you know you're right. Because guess what? You don't have to justify yourself. And see, the world, that's what the world do. It's like in the world, it's like having a tennis match. You hit me, I'm going to hit you back. And you're doing this all day long. But when they're throwing them balls at you, you humbling yourself to the point that it's hurting your flesh. But you know who you are in him. So it don't matter what they're throwing at you. You don't have to throw nothing back because you know your identity. They're going to hate you even the more. But eventually, because you didn't bow down to them and give them word for word, they're going to come back to you and say, you know what? I know you're safe. You don't have to take up for yourself. They're going to say, I know you saved because you didn't retaliate. You didn't say nothing. So guess what? They're going to become friends. And they're going to want what you got. How did you get to that place of keeping your mouth shut? Believe me, it took some training. And that training comes through going in the bathroom, closing myself off and say, Lord, if you don't help me, I'm going to kill him." Let's just be honest. Haven't we all been there? Lord, if you don't help me now. I don't know if I can contain myself, but what we do before we ask the Lord for help, we already done cussed them out. Cuss. I ain't talking about curse because a curse is done away with with Jesus Christ. I'm talking about cuss. (laughs) You already cussed them out. And if you cursed them out, it's because you working in witchcraft. (laughs) So this is what I'm saying. How people gonna know who we are how is our light going to shine in this dying world if we're always coming back? We need to sometime be quiet. And when we're quiet before them and we're not saying anything, not unless the Holy Spirit tells us to, because when the Holy Spirit speaks through you, there ain't nothing else that need to be said because the power of God is coming out of your mouth and they're bowing at his power and not at yours. So we need to learn the more we get into the word the more we can hush. Some of us retaliate because we're in pride. We want people to know I'm right so we won't shut up because we're in so much pride that we want to keep on over and over and over again. You know what I mean? You hear what I'm saying now? Now you ain't coming at me like that no more because I know I wasn't wrong. Who you think you are? I know who I am in God. If you knew, shh. When you know who you are, You don't have to say nothing else. One thing I can say about my grandfather. When he gave you the word and people come back at him, his next response was, I gave you what the word said. He said nothing else. And when it came to pass, guess what? That's what you said God said. He didn't debate when he told you one time. He didn't say nothing else. I said, Jesus He wouldn't fuss with you. He would just say, you got a home? You know I got a home, daddy. Go to it. End the conversation. Nothing else was said. You know why? Because he knew who he was. He knew his authority. When we know who we are and we know our authority, y'all, we don't have to retaliate. We speak the word and we go on. We don't beat nobody up with the word. We move on. So the world is going to love their own, y'all. So if you hanging with friends, some of us are still hanging with friends that are not safe. We still call them. We still cut the fool with them. And we're safe. We don't mess with them because we say, well, that's how they want to live. But you want them to die and go to a place that God didn't prepare for them? So it's time for you to be upfront and honest. Some of us hang with friends that we know that's cheating on their husbands. Some of us hang with friends that we know is fornicating. Some of us hang with friends that we know that's still lying. Some of us hang with friends that's borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and we're watching the whole thing, but we don't say nothing because we want the friend more than the soul. No. Because as soon as you start telling your friend, the one that you're calling your friend the truth, you're going to know if they're truly your friend. There's no way you can know the word of God, know truth, and watch your friend fall in a ditch and, don't, and help him get out the ditch and don't tell him why you fought, fell in that ditch. We don't supposed to do that. And this is why people hate, the world hate people that are true followers of Jesus Christ because when the truth is being told, see what it is, that light is exposed in that darkness. And the devil don't want to be exposed so that person rise up at you and begin to tell lies on you to shut you up and get people from around you because they are being exposed. The enemy does not want to be exposed, y'all. And the problem is, the world cannot tell Christians apart from sinners now. Because the ones that saying, Lord, Lord... They're living just like the sinners. So they're saying, I'm comfortable over here with them. And y'all, I'm seeing some foolishness. I'm seeing people partying and they're supposed to be preachers. They're partying, not the preacher, but they got friends that's partying and they're sending a thing out saying, y'all look like y'all having some fun. What preacher does that? Because they want to be a part of those people. Y'all going to see stuff that's going to come out, especially around people that you thought was where they need to be, that's going to bring you to your knees. And you're going to say, how did I not see that? Because you were hanging with them. If you don't separate yourself through the Word of God and know what God's saying, you get so used to a person doing what they're doing, it looks okay to you. It's nothing wrong with it. And as soon as somebody come in the room and bring correction, they're hated by everybody because they're saying that was wrong. So they don't want them to come around no more because they said it was wrong. Everybody have their circle of people that agrees with them, even though they're wrong. When we're standing up for Christ, the compassion that we have in us, which is his love and compassion, we don't let nobody go down like that. When you see your brother or sister at a fault, you pull that brother or sister aside and you give them the word to bring them back to the place they need to be in. You don't just sit there and let them just keep doing what they're doing without bringing correction. Some people will sit there and hear a Christian say stuff that's not right and won't say nothing because they're afraid that person might come back at them the wrong way. Well, if they do, the blood is off your hands. You've done what you need to do because we want to speak truth and love. So the Bible said the world loves its own. So it's time for us, y'all... To get in position with who we are in Christ. Get into that position in, in that new identity. God has called us out of the world. He has chosen us. So we can't be looking like the world. We're supposed to look different. And then it goes on to say in verse 20. Remember that I told you. A servant is not greater than his master. Is not superior to him. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they keep my word and obey my teachings, they will also keep and obey yours. So remember this. If you're getting persecuted, now I want to say this. Let me make it plain for the word's sake. Not because that you showed your tail. For the word's sake. That's how you get persecuted. Because you're speaking truth. If you're speaking truth, you can look for persecution, y'all. It's going to come. Jesus is not saying this just to say it. As long as you speak in truth, somebody's going to come after you because of truth. He said, but they will do all this to you, inflict all this suffering on you because of you bearing my name and on my account. For they do not know or understand the one who sent me. Do y'all hear what he's saying? They're going to come at you because you're coming in his name. Y'all get this. I'm feeling this in the room. Let these people go. Quit trying to explain yourself, to keep them as your friend. They were never your friend. The only friend you have is Jesus. And and this is the problem, y'all. These I'm sorry's don't mean a hill of beans. if it ain't a godly sorry. A godly, sorrowful person, do you know what they would do? They would turn from what they're doing They will go into the word of God and say, God, woe is me. Evidently, they saw something in me that was not right, and I need help with the Holy Spirit to get it right. It don't mean pushing it up under the rug and smiling every day and trying to act nice to get them to like you again. Anybody can put on a good act. But when something else pop up, what you didn't take care of under that rug, it's going to be a big fire that comes out. See, I can act nice to y'all all all day long. But then if you do something to them and all of a sudden I come with a bite, I was just faking it to make it. See, I have learned through experience, y'all, you can say it with your mouth, but your heart is far from what you're saying. How you know there's a heart change? When somebody constantly beats you up and you still love them and you just laugh and go on. That's when you know you done crucified that flesh. So we need to quit trying to keep people in our circle by telling them, oh, I love you. It's okay. And the next thing you know, you'll blow up again. Well, what happened to to, I love you? Well, I loved you then, but you done cut up again. So I got to go pray. No, you was faking it to make it. We don't want to do that no more. So then it says, verse 22. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin, would be blameless. But now they have no excuse for their sin. So why were they retaliating? Why were they coming at them and hating them? Because of the word. Because Jesus began to speak, the word began to speak, and they began to retaliate. He said, whosoever hates me also hates my father. If I had not done, accomplish among them the works which no one else ever did, they will not be guilty of sin. But the fact is, now that they have both seen these works and have hated both me and my father, but this is so, that the word written in their law might be fulfilled. Listen at this, y'all. They hated me without a cause. What is God saying? People gonna hate you without a cause. Because of the word, you know you haven't done anything wrong to them. You show nothing but respect. You love them. But some of us are asked, what have I done wrong? Why did they hate me? Because of your new identity. Because of who you are. When you recognize y'all. See, I'm so glad. I give God glory because when I was on that job, y'all, I was beat up so bad. I was talked about so bad. This is with Christian folks. Christian folks, ministers on the job. Because I'm ministering to Jennifer, trying to help Jennifer out. So the people that I was having lunch with, I want y'all to check this out. These were saved folks. These was ministers. So I stopped eating with them to encourage her in her situation. Now guess what? I'm a lover of white folks now. (laughs) Christian folk. And check this out. The one that was saying it had a white wife. So I became hated without a cause. I even got reported to my boss saying that I was what? um, Ministering, talking about God on the job. A minister told the boss that. She talking about God on the job. I was hated without a cause. But did I back off my assignment? because I was hated. No, I didn't. I spent more time with her. I encouraged her even the more, even though I was shunned, even though I was talked about, even though they said I thought I was better than they were, I still stuck by her because God had me on assignment and I wasn't going to drop my assignment because I wanted to keep friends. I found out they were not my friends. Because if they were my friends, they would encourage her along with me to let her know you can make it. They didn't know what was going on with her. And I wasn't about to tell them. The only thing I knew is I was hated, y'all, without a cause. Can I say it still? I am hated now without a cause. Why? Because when I bring forth the word and it's stirring up spirits everywhere, People are going to put stuff out that probably enter your ears that's not true. And some people have took that stuff and left the church and hated me without a cause. Why? Because I'm standing up for what the Word of God says. And God is telling you this tonight. If you're going to serve him, y'all, serve him and quit playing. Because the more that you serve him the more you're gonna be hated. The more that you're standing up in your new identity, people gonna hate you without a cause. Family gonna hate you without a cause. Family don't want you in the house. But I'ma say this. Sometimes we can push the word so much and it's not the anointing behind it, it can be us behind pushing it. Because we want to be heard because we got some rejection in us. We're not speaking it with love. We're speaking it based on what we see is going on around us. Yes, they don't want you to come around. But if you're coming around and you truly speak in the word of God, someone is going to say, what must I do to be saved? Y'all, I'm I'm telling y'all, I can tell you, it ain't a story, but y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I was saying story after story, ain't a lie, ain't that. When I walk up on, I can say with family. haven't even opened my mouth, I get pulled to the side and say, I, I need to tell you something. Well, I already knew when I walked up because I felt stuff hitting me. I felt it. I said, something ain't right. The Holy Spirit was letting me know, you the talk of the town. I ain't even opened my mouth. I just walked in the mist. Somebody pulled me beside and said, I I need to tell you something right quick. I need to tell you something. They're blaming you for something. I said, huh? Blaming me for what? I just got here. They said, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I just got here. They said, I told them something, and they said it was you is the one that said it. Oh, I loved every bit of it. You know why I loved it? Because I know who I am. See, this is what I have learned. When you stand for what's right, people are going to respect you and they're going to know, I can't come at her like that. They ain't going to sit up there and cuss all in my face. But they may cuss in yours. Why? Because you gave them the right to do it. When I don't give them the right to do it, they're respecting the God in me. But if you're sitting there and the blink the blink the blink the blink, and you sitting there, ah, they feel like you one of their own. See what I'm saying? So you get the respect. Hold up, I heard that. Thank you. I'm gonna say what I heard. Now wait a minute now. I present Jesus, and they still cussing in front of me. So that that don't mean that I'm in their lane. But if they're still doing it, you need to say. Hold it right there. Hold it right there. What you're saying is very disrespectful. So you need to bring that down. You need to let them know you're not going to disrespect who I am in him. Did I correct that from what I heard? Because some people say, wait a minute now, some people still cuss in front of me, but that don't mean I ain't saved. That don't mean that, you know, da-da-da-da-da. i am just letting you know. When you allow people to get away with something for so long, they think you're one of them. Hear what I'm saying, y'all. When you allow your children to curse, cuss, cuss in front of you. When you allow your children to cuss in front of you, don't act like when family come and they're cussing in front of you. You say, now boy, watch your mouth. They're going to turn around and say, well, mama, you don't say nothing with nobody else ain't here. You have to stop them. Because when it gets, Old, they don't pay it no mind. That's just what happened. We met somebody yesterday, me and my husband. It was so funny. Y'all, they can cuss. They can put it down. But I'm going to tell you what they did. When they was talking to my husband, <laughs> and they got ready to say the word, it didn't even come out, did it? Just is normal. <laughs> it was a normal conversation because they knew. People know how to shut off their mouth. They know how to do it. And if you got a brother or sister that's blankety blank blank all the time, you don't keep on letting them do it. I don't care if it's on Facebook. You, that brother and sister in Christ, you on Facebook, message them and say, How? I need to tell you this in love, sister, brother. You can't reach the world and you speak in their language. That's what we do. Is that not right? Don't be calling me. I can't help you because I couldn't find the conversation if I could. I wouldn't know how to pull it back up. (laughs) i would be still trying to go through the feet and find it. And you can go right to it. We helpers of one another, y'all. And that might be something that they are so full of that they talk and don't even recognize no more that that's what they're doing. But out of the love that we have in us, we will say, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Tell them what the verse of scripture says. And sometimes they may say, now, if you hear me, help me. Help me out. Help them. Don't talk about them. Help them. Begin to pray with them. This is what we do. So you're going to be hated for these things. And you know what people are going to say about you? They think they're more holy than I am. That's what happened to the ones with Moses. You ain't the only one that's holy. You ain't the only one that God can speak to. See, they come against Moses because they saw God moving through Moses. They became jealous, so they tried to find something on Moses to make him look bad because Moses always stood up for what God said. And God shut him up, didn't he? Moses didn't have to do nothing but go to God. And that's what we do. When you try to help people and people won't listen to you, they wouldn't listen to Moses. Moses took him to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And what did God do? He opened up the earth, and all of them went down in it. Moses tried to help them, didn't he? When nobody don't listen to what you're saying, leave them to themselves. You've done your part. Don't keep trying to beg them. Don't keep trying to do that because you t- leave them to God and say, God, here they are. So we're going to be hated, Miracle Temple. And I'm, I'm going to say this, y'all. Some of y'all are hated not because you've given them the word. You're hated because you're a part of this ministry. You're hated because you're followers of Miracle Temple. You're going to be hated because you're in this church and you left your church to come in this church, so family going to hate you because you left them to come up in here. So it may not be because you're giving the word. It's where you sit. Then another scripture is John 17 verse 14. This is Jesus when he was praying to the father, John 17, verse 14 says, I have given and delivered them your word, your message. And the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Do not belong to the world. Just as I am not of the world. There go another scripture to back it up because Jesus gave the message he gave the word of God, the word of the kingdom. They accepted that message. The world began to hate them because they were in the world but they were not of the world. And by people knowing that they were not of the world is because they didn't do like the world did. The world loves its own. Let's look at another one. 1 John 3.13 1 John 3.13 says Do not be surprised. And wonder, brethren, I like how Amplify does that. Do not be surprised and wonder, brethren, that the world detests and pursues you with hatred. Do not be surprised and wonder, brethren, that the world detests and pursues you with hatred. We shouldn't be surprised. We shouldn't wonder. If you ever say, I wonder why they don't like me, you, done, you ain't been in the Word. I wonder why I'm so hated. You ain't been in the word because the word is telling you. When you do good, evil is present. Know this. When you somewhere doing good, evil is gonna be present and it's gonna show it's behind and make you look like you're the bad guy. That always happened. I'll give you an example. I'ma use two kids. <laughs> you got one child who's always nice and polite to the other children, right? Always considerate, always speak when spoken to, always trying to cheer somebody on. Then you got a devil in the bunch that the enemy is using that come up and knock them down without a cause. Have y'all ever seen it with children? Child over their mind in their business ain't saying nothing to nobody. The devil use a child, come out of nowhere, push him down for meanness. Ain't that the truth, Renee? Without a cause. <laughs> it didn't do nothing. Just hit them. Without a cause. Then you got some sneaky ones. I'm going to be honest with you. Got some sneaky ones that somebody hit them, they won't mess with them right then. And they mind, they say, your day coming. I know about that because my son did it. When my son was little, Renee, that's where Jada get it from. When my son was little, and this little girl had hit him, Jeremy done nothing. I went back to the daycare a week later, walked in the house. My eyes got big like a den headlight. The girl had a big knot upside her head. I said, I'm going to tear your behind up because I knew he did it. She said, don't you touch him. She hit him first. He just waited to get her back. I said, that still ain't acceptable. <laughs> he had his day. And th- see, you got to watch your kids now. You better know how your kids are. Them silent killers. He took that out his mama. Thank God I've been delivered, y'all. I may have acted shy in school, but you come up on me, I done lost it, and I done just flat you out, and that's the end of it, and then I go back to my normal self. Watch them kind. Ain't that right, man? Must be in the walk of blood or something. Or it could have come from over there. (laughs) Only thing I know, watch them. Because this is what happens. This is what the enemy does. And if we don't teach our children at an early age, to let them know that's not how you operate. That's not how you do things. They will keep on doing this, and the enemy will keep building this up in their mind, saying, just wait when they ain't looking. Y'all, this is serious business. The world will hate you without a cause if you're standing for what's right. So I want to ask you, Miracle Temple, why do you keep trying to prove yourselves? Why, why do you get mad when somebody leave you out and nobody didn't tell you something? There may be a reason why you didn't need to know. That could be a thief and a robber and you didn't have nothing to do with it. You knew nothing about it. So when they catch them, you innocent because <laughs> you were left out and you were home. So don't get upset. The last scripture, Luke twenty-one seventeen says, Luke twenty-one seventeen, and you shall be hated of all men for my namesake. You shall be hated of all men for my namesake. Y'all, I have learned in ministry over 20 some years in ministry. You will be hated without a cause. Because when you're standing up for what's right and you want to line up to what God is saying, people don't want to be around you. People will begin to lie on you. They will begin to try to turn people away from you because you are not of this world. You are in it, but you're not of it. People supposed to see us from the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of darkness. If they're seeing the kingdom of darkness, that's whom you're serving. So this is why we have to, y'all, stay in the word enough that when things are wrong or we've done something wrong, we correct it immediately. We do what the word says. We don't wait a month to tell somebody you're sorry. If you're waiting that long, something else is there. Some, if, if, if y'all wait that long to tell somebody you're sorry, you're full of anger. It, when you're in Christ, it don't take even a minute or a second because the Holy Spirit will tell you that it's wrong. Forgive as He has forgiven you. And we act like we don't hear Him. I ain't done nothing to them. Why should I be the first one to go up to them? Who cares who done what to, to whom? We're supposed to go to that person and apologize and say, if i done anything to offend you, forgive me. I'm sorry. Y'all, i never forget this. And I share it because me and my husband have nothing to be ashamed of. There was a disagreement. And normally I always handle certain things. This man right here, when he take the time to turn that lawnmower off and really register what his wife is saying, he'll find out I need some help sometime, right? So we was trying to do something. And my husband, he was saying, I need for you to help me to understand this, right? So I'm trying to help him to understand it, and the more he talked about it, I was getting confused. I'm like, Not that. I know I knew what I was talking about before, but now I'm so confused. Have somebody ever said something so many times that you're confused and you don't even know if you're right no more? Have y'all ever been there? So that's how it was with me and my husband. So finally my husband said, Well, I just went on and called somebody else. I said, What did he say? No, he didn't. Did he say? He called, see, the devil tried to get in that. He did right because I was confused. He was trying to get help from me. So the person he called, they knew more about this transaction than both of us. So when he called back to explain, as he was talking, the light bulb clicked. It clicked before he actually called back because this is what I did, y'all. Have y'all ever prayed like this? I said, Jesus, show my husband so he'll see what I'm talking about. After I said that, the next prayer was, show me and the light bulb come on. So when he called back, the light bulb did come on, but he kept explaining, just listen, man. I understand. I really understand. Then when he kept saying it, I said I said, <laughs> I'm just trying to tell, I said. I know what you're saying. Just go ahead. Just go ahead and do I want you to understand. I, I said, I said. <laughs> y'all like like women. Y'all ain't done that. Now you can laugh all you want. Jennifer probably done that to herself anyway. But anyway, long story short, after it was all over, y'all, this is the funny part. I sent him a, a, a emoji. You know what I'm talking? Emojis. I say, thank you, um, sweetie, for showing me. And I'm sorry I made you look ignorant. And put LOL. (laughs) And he sent me something back too that was so sweet. We worked it out.
1: And we let it
0: go. (laughs) But um, why am I saying this? Because the enemy wanted to get in that between me and him. And if we had not taken the time to say, I didn't wait, y'all. He didn't wait. So can I ask you something, husbands and wives? Oh, I know why you wait. It just ain't the time right now to approach them. You right. But two weeks later, somebody lying, and it ain't God. God ain't going to let you go two weeks in that house being a nunny. I said it. Not saying nothing to your husband and saying God is still waiting on me to cool off. Quit lying on God. And then half answering the man, okay, I'm I'm going to turn it back around. Men, quit doing your wife like that too because the wives are saying, what about them, what about them, what about them? So, y'all, we're going to be hated even in the home. Come on, hate is hate. Your kid's going to detest you when you've always been their friend and you finally come to the knowledge of the truth to understand it and you're bringing it to the children. Now they're looking at you like you're a bad mama, you're a bad daddy, but now you're giving them what they need. Well, you ain't always been like that, and this is how you need to say it. You're right, baby. I haven't. But since I've been going into the Word, I've been seeing that I've been feeding you nonsense. But it won't be no more of that in the house. Please forgive me. And move from that moment forward. That's what we do. And then we can bring love back in that house. Because some of our homes is full of hate. It's full of strife. And where there's strife, what is it? Every evil. Contention and every evil work. We got to clean up, y'all, these areas in our lives with the help of the Holy Spirit through the word of God. So that way we can do what he's commissioned us to do. We have an emergency, y'all. 911, what's the emergency? Lost souls. And because we're standing up for what's right, the world is going to hate you because you're not of the world you're in it but you're not of it let's give god a hand clap of praise (laughs) do anybody want to have something to share on that note in the world and not of the world as a testimony and then we're going to close anyone okay come on jennifer get the mic i think it's already on it's only one
1: theater that I need to turn on, right? Yeah. It's on. Well, I'm going through all of this. Um, on my job, I've been in my department. I work in the press department. I make all the products and all that stuff for all the ventilation um, stuff that go on top of the roof and stuff. Well, I've been over there for like oh, maybe, I'll say 19 years and it was like six of us over there and i'm the only one left over there my job made some adjustments and they did some cuts and stuff where they cut four operators out and that is a that was a big pay cut for them and the girls that that they cut out they talked about me they Put me down, and, and, I've, I, and I'm the one that always went back to them. Is like, what did I do? I didn't do anything. I did nothing, but I know, I know the reason why I'm there is because of good. Because I trust God. I've been standing on standing on God's word, and I would tell them about God and everything, and the the, the way I the way I carry myself and the things that I do and say, they. They just—they hate me. They just—they really hate me. And the, the last girl that they—they—they they, they took from over there, um, I went to her the other day. I just went to her the other day, and I was like, um, I'm not going to call her name. I said, I don't—I don't want you to be upset with me for something that the company did. I had nothing to do with this cut. I said I had nothing to do with the cut. I said I don't want this the driver. A wedge between me and you. I say, but I'm coming to you because that's me. That's who I am. And she was like, I don't, I don't, I, I don't mind. I don't care what they do. They don't care about us. Da, da, this. I say, it's, I say, but I'm coming to you for me. I say, because I've heard so many rumors of, of, of stuff you've, you've said about me and this and that, but I'm letting you know that I love you. I say, I'm letting you know that I love you. And I had nothing to do with what they done. And she was like, it's okay, it's okay. But I know that she has turned all the people that, um, we was, that, I, they, that was talking to me before the cut. Nobody talks to me anymore. Nobody talks to me or, or nothing like that. So, But I know it's all because I'm trusting God.
0: Now, so. Jennifer, what God brought tonight, did that help you?
1: yes it did it really did it really did
0: this is what i'm saying y'all god don't bring this stuff in this house just to bring it in this house it's somebody that's going through it that need the word to help them get through it and understand because you are in the world and you don't don't do what the world does there's jealousy there's offense there's anger there's things that's coming at you because of what you stand for. And you did what you need to do, so guess what? That's all, you let it go. And you just, you know, pray for them and say, God, open their eyes, and as he leads you, you Mm -hmm. go back. If he don't, you're good. But if people never have a problem with you, you can leave it on, Jennifer. You need to go home and pray. Seriously. If nobody never have a problem with you on your job, and you are delivering the word of God, you need to say, God, am I coming right with it? Because if you deliver in the right way, people going to hate you without a cause. But if you cutting the food with them all day long and laughing at their corny jokes, you're going to be a part of them. And you know there's some corny jokes. Yeah. And if you're standing there while they're talking about people and you know what they're saying is wrong and you agreeing with them, then they consider you as one of their own. And it's time for us, Miracle Temple. Like I said, God did not bring this word in this house just for it to be any kind of word. Is there someone else before we dismiss? Jennifer? Oh, we got two Jennifers coming up to the plate.
2: If y'all are like me... Um a lot of times when you bring correction to somebody, and it's not because I know, it ain't that, you know, but we're being taught in here, and so we want to be, you know, we want to pass along. And I try now to look at it as a teaching opportunity. You know, it's not that you're dumb or you're ignorant or you don't go to the right church. It's let me tell you why I'm telling you this. And I'm slowly seeing some change in and things now. So, let's thank God for it. But if not, like you said, you're gonna, we're going to keep it moving. We do what God said to do and keep on rolling.
0: Amen. All right. We're going to go ahead and close out. But before we close out, what Clem student can I have up here to minister um, salvation unto the lost on tonight? we want to give them an opportunity. Amen. I think I used Manny before. Don't have me to call you out because I know who I've already used. I'm just going to ask somebody to come up here and open the, you know, give them the opportunity to come into the kingdom. Who want to come? Come on, Teresa.
2: God heard you. He heard you. It's on, Teresa. It's on. Okay. Um, and I'm talking to those out there that are not saved, um, that do not know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Um, Jesus came, and he gave up his life for us that we may be saved. He came as the ultimate sacrifice so that no one would have to spend eternity in hell. And when we believe in him and we trust in him and we take him into our hearts and accept him as our Lord and Savior, we are saved. The Bible tells us that if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, meaning that we believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if we confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart, Not just saying it out of our mouth, but truly believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Truly believing that he died for our sins and truly believing that he loved us so much that he did do it. You know, we can't um, convince anybody of God's love. We tell them about his love and what he did and why he did it. And let that get into their hearts. The Holy Spirit will... It's giving them truth, and the Holy Spirit will conf- will um. What's the word? Um. Testify, in their hearts of the truth. So if you believe in your heart, you open your mouth and you confess it with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. You will be saved. So if you will, you can go to Him on your own. You can speak those words. Just remember. You're just pouring out your heart to him, and he hears you. Or you can repeat after me, Lord Jesus, Jesus. I am a sinner, sinner. and I acknowledge that I am a sinner. And I know that you gave up your life for me, that I would not spend eternity in hell. I thank you, Lord, for dying for me. And, Lord, I confess my sins unto you, and I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to be my Lord and Savior. And you are saved. And we welcome you to the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen.
0: And before we dismiss, I feel an unction in my spirit that there's somebody that's watching, or you may be in here at this time, that you've been crying out to God for healing. I want to speak over you tonight and let you know that by Jesus Christ you were already healed. Healing is the children's bread. He sent his word. He has healed you. He has delivered you from your destruction. And I command healing to every part of your body right now in the name of Jesus. I command healing to manifest right now in Jesus' name. And I say, be healed, be made whole in the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. So whatever sickness, whatever disease is in your body, it bows down right now in Jesus' name, and it leaves your body and do not return. I come against migraines on tonight. I command migraines to go in Jesus' name, I curse him at the root in the name of Jesus. All forms of back problems go right now in the name of Jesus. Swelling, go right now in the name of Jesus. Every form of cancer, tumors and growths, go right now in the name of Jesus. I speak that the lame is walking, the blind is um, seeing, the deaf is hearing. Right now in the name of Jesus. The miraculous has come to your home. Right now, in Jesus' name, and let the church say amen Amen. and amen. It is done. And we're going to have Sister Deborah to turn us out in prayer. And as you leave, you can leave your offering in the back. Sister Deborah. I'm going to go ahead and turn them out because uh, we want to make sure we stay in alignment with the CDC for those that are watching. So we want to thank you for joining us here at Miracle Temple on tonight for our Clem Training School. And we hope to see you next time as we come live here at Clem Training School. And may your night be filled with him, with his love, with his peace, with his joy, with the fruit of the spirit. And know that we love you and you are dismissed. Amen. Amen. To God be the glory.